the blast from our past network. Card ride! Card ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, the Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back because we are fans of this show called Seinfeld and so are you. What's the deal with Seinfeld? I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we are talking season five, episode 17, The Wife. It first aired on March 17th, 1994. Corey, my man, my man. Could you please give us a synopsis? Of course I can. Ah, the wife. The wife being Courtney Cox. So, Jerry lets his... (laughs) Fucking duh. (laughs) Jerry lets his girlfriend pose as his wife so that they can receive his dry cleaning discount. But the scam backfires when his family learns of his marriage. Marriage is in quotations. Elaine's health club boyfriend wants to turn in George for peeing in the showers. It's all pipes, baby! That's right. We will get there. What a great line. Uh, But we start off with, I think, maybe not so great lines, uh, a stand-up on dry cleaning. Of all the places that you go all the time, the dry cleaning relationship is one of the most bizarre because you keep giving each other the same thing back and forth over and over again. He gives it to you, you give it to him, he gives it back to you. It's like it's half his shirt in a way. He has as much time with it as you do. You ought to go shopping with him. What do you think of this shirt? <laughs> that, would, that would look good with a light starch. The only warning label people really respect is dry clean only. You know what I mean? Speed limits, lung cancer, cigarette warning signs. Your life, your very life is at stake. People go, oh, well, hell with that. But dry cleaning only? Oh, don't put that in the wash. It's dry cleaning only. Are you crazy? I liked it. I liked you both liked halves it. of I liked both halves of yeah. it. I liked his actually liked his observation on the first part. I was like, you mm. know what? That's actually of all these silly Jerry observations, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty funny. Fair enough. Um, well, I, I just it just didn't hit me. Maybe because I'm not much of a dry cleaner guy, and also I don't give a fuck about the dry clean only <laughs> thing. I'll do I do what I want. <laughs> I don't give no fucks. Well, it, yeah, and and I do realize that the, it's the joke's probably going to have its legs depending on how much you actually use dry yeah. cleaning. But in this episode, you find out that he takes out like all of his dr- uh, laundry goes out. So yes, actually, so we for probably, him, well, well, we actually true. probably found that out in the very first season, technically. But uh, it comes back around here, and I'm like, yeah. I thought the about very, that. the very first episode. It, it started on with him at a yep, <laughs> at a yep. doing a uh, laundry, um, you know. Where is that button? That button's in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. But that is, man, that is an expensive luxury. Like, you know what I mean? To to have your dry clean or your your laundry done like that. Yes. Yeah, where before he was doing his own laundry. Now he's at a spot where all of his laundry gets taken out and exactly done done there. So, yeah. But he's, you know, he's successful. He is. He is. So. Enjoy those luxuries when you're successful. Yes. But you know what? He's not so successful that he would turn down a discount. Let's find out about that. (laughs) Right? All right. Uh, In the apartment, Jerry's latest girlfriend is Meryl, played by Courtney Cox. From Friends, from a Bruce Springsteen uh, music video. (laughs) From the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren. 
Yes, all of those things. Uh, and, you know, they have a pretty good dynamic. You know, I would say, well, I mean, like, as as characters, they're having a good time together. You see, you can see their relationship is, you know, going full steam right now. It's going real. They're even saying, I love you to each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Their rapport is is very strong. And I don't just mean, like, the characters. I think Courtney Cox mm-hmm. and Jerry Seinfeld oh, had yeah. a really good rapport this episode as well. But, yeah, I, I, it was fun. It's fun to see them in such a, a strong relationship, such a strong, committed relationship. I feel like that's such a new thing for us to see for Jerry. True. Yeah, we only ever see him on a barely a relationship status, yeah. <laughs> um, clinging on to one final thing that, you know, he's hoping he can just – cut someone with a with a last annoyance right uh, but yeah no this one's going very well we do get a Gore-Tex reference yeah. I don't know if you caught that of course yeah yeah uh yes I did and well it was cashmere no Gore-Tex so it was kind of like two separate episode references in one yeah that's Al- right. although it's weird I don't think you would confuse cashmere or Gore-Tex but it felt like it was just sort of like hammered in there as a joke yeah. yep absolutely uh, so he finds a locket in the pocket of his jacket, uh, and you know there he decides, oh man, the last place I had this jacket was when I took it to the dry cleaner, so we should take it back there and see if this guy knows where it came from. So uh, while leaving, they run into Kramer and Kramer's girl named Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, Kramer brings his. Well, what do you want to mention? I was just gonna say it's first off, it's nice to see him date uh, uh, yeah. someone of a different race. Um, oh, yeah. And having like an interracial relationship, I just wish it wasn't used for a joke. I wish mm. this is actually something that I've always really more wished for was that they just yeah. they they just bring in different races. Like, why does it always oh, have to be yeah, a white girl yeah. type of thing? You know what I mean? Like, okay. I, I wish we saw Kramer date more interracially, like, and have it not be a part of a punchline at the end. Okay. Fair enough, and we're definitely going to talk about that aspect. Of course, of, we will. But episode. I, but I just, I man, it's just something that it kind of irks me, and it's not in a way that's like 2020. It was even when I was younger, and mm-hmm. and maybe it's because I actually, I kind of have always sort of dated sort of interracially, um, and I either kind of dated Latinas or African American ladies. So I always mm-hmm. wish I was like. Why don't you just see like Jerry or, or Kramer just more than just once an entire series yeah. date, you know, and uh, they, they do, you know, they date Asian girls. You don't see a lot mm. of Latinas and you do not see a lot of African-American uh, 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 girlfriends, you know. No, no. I mean, it is pretty few and far between. There's the Native American girl that yeah. nothing went out, nothing happened. Um, and, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, it's some Asian but you're right. It's uh, pretty few and far between, between particularly Hispanic. Well, other than the cashmere girl. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was not dating. That was banging at work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, for George. Uh, okay. So they run into them. Uh, Kramer brings his own maple syrup. Um, while he was getting pancakes, he brought that back to Jerry. Um, then we cut to the dry cleaner, and the locket was apparently the owner's wife. And he's so excited to get it back, he decides to give Jerry and all of Jerry's family a 25% discount on dry and all of their dry cleaning. So Meryl to hop in on that sweet discount, which didn't scream anything special to me. No. Um, but I don't, I don't do dry cleaning all that much, and I guess it can be expensive. But anyway, uh, she says, oh, uh, you should give it to me then, too, because I'm Jerry's wife. And, uh, you know, obviously the guy's a little confused, but they play it off. They, you know, they kind of make it seem like it's working. So, um, so now she can get that discount as well. 
It's a shame because that that guy seemed like he was really sweet, and you know, yeah. like it was nice that he got that locket back from his wife. It was it's it was a weirdly it was much more emotional than you normally sort of get from Seinfeld. Seinfeld is usually mm-hmm. a little bit more like on the surface, but this man, it's, this is like his wife's his only memory from his wife, and she yeah. passed away like eight years ago. And he's like, I turned the entire place upside down looking for, her. and I was like, this is like very emotional and deep for Seinfeld, you know. Yeah, I mean, but they had to find something, I guess, big enough to get a, woo, a 25% well, discount. Well, I was going to say, I was like, I, when I come, you know, I forgot what the size of the discount was, but the way he was going on, I was actually a little surprised that it was 25%. I thought it was yeah. going to be like 50% or something. Yeah. So if you're yeah. already going to go 25%, have him find like a ticket to a play or something, you know, that he was going to mm-hmm. go to. Yeah, I agree. So. Uh, all right, we cut to a health club, and Elaine is talking with this guy, Greg, who hey, they're right outside the health club, and, and this guy has, like, no sense of humor at all. Elaine's like, you know, granted, she's doing, like, dad jokes kind of thing right now, <laughs> but but this dude, he's not even, like, putting any kind of chuckle on or anything like that. Um, so Elaine's, you can tell she kind of likes the guy, um, but mixed signal there. And then when he leaves, he gives her a big fucking kiss on the lips yeah, and leaves. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, can't can't do that if you're just friends. No, and I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? Exactly. I mean, I was I was leaving your place podcasting one time, and I moved in, and then you know Myra kind of cut me off, said no, Adam. <laughs> but no, it, it's just like I I I fully understand like a kiss on the cheek, mm-hmm. like or both sides of the cheeks or whatever. You wouldn't do it with like I think a a friend that was a girl, especially not if you had a relationship, right? No. And and so it's like, yeah, it's weird. But of course, that's the whole point. It's it's mixed signals. She's like, she's so confused, which is unfortunately her character arc for this entire episode or her character yeah. business is yes, trying to figure I've, out signals. I've got a problem with that. Um, Or I, I didn't enjoy it, I'll say. Um, All right. At Monk's, Jerry and Meryl are eating pancakes Uh, when the manager comes over and notices that they brought their own syrup. And I do enjoy his line. He gets all upset, and he says, there are no outside syrups or jams or condiments here. And he he shuts that shit down. I love it. I love it. Even though, like, it's it seems between Kramer and Jerry, it's like common knowledge. You got to bring your syrups, I guess, wherever Mm -hmm. you go. But uh, you probably hide them, I guess. Yeah, but, like, if it was, to me, this is a ridiculous thing. They're still paying full price for the pancakes. They just have a little preference on their syrup. It's not like they are bringing in another restaurant's food and not paying for your food. No, they're paying the entire full price for those damn pancakes. You don't pay extra for syrup. So, like, why does that matter? I mean, if if they were bringing in a side dish or their own drink, sure. But a condiment that is given to them free anyway, he should be like, fuck yeah. Now, I, my actual charges for per pancake are less because I'm not spending my, my, you know, the company's money or whatever, uh, the business's money on syrup. So it's like, that's a bad call. I was going to say, you know what you should do? You should pivot and say, hey, everybody, we don't have condiments here anymore. Everyone just brings in their own whatever you like. You know, it's it's your favorite condiments. Bring them in. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, boom, money saved right there. Money saved yeah. is money earned. Say, man, we should be running uh, some kind of, like, <laughs> pancake restaurant. We would we make millions. So. Adam and Corey's House of Super Awesome Mega Pancakes. There you go. There Dang. you go. All right. They're all, they're all weed-infused. 
Well, for your, yeah, there's the Corey uh, uh, batch, and then the Adam batch, which is going to be some kind of like, you know, flambe, flambeed in some whiskey or something. Yeah, I was going to say, like you got to put whiskey in it somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you may leave, you may leave hungry, but you're going to leave fucked up. Or you, you come hungry, leave fucked up. Leave That's fucked up. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, um, at the apartment, Kramer is upset that he isn't getting the discount as well. So he try to kind of like talks Jerry into taking a quilt for him that he's got that he needs to go to the dry cleaner. And I um, guess and- this this for me brings up the point because I'm like you again. I don't take a lot of things to the dry cleaner, although I do take some stuff. Yeah. But like ultimately, even for a suit, the most I'm paying is like what fifteen bucks or something, like ten Probably. bucks, right? Like like. I guess how much is the most someone has ever spent at a dry cleaners, right? Yeah. Like l- l- this is yeah. I mean, seriously, use, let us know in yeah. the comments. Like like someone who actually uses the dry cleaners frequently. What is like? Is it unheard of to spend a hundred dollars at the dry cleaners? Because for me, it is. You know, and and, mm-hmm. and Adam and I don't really even go to the dry cleaners. So leave us a comment. Let us know. Yeah. Like, is twenty five percent actually a decent amount at at the dry cleaners? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I would take. When I was back in L.A., uh, I had a nice enough job where I was managing like 20 people. So I was actually taking clothes to a dry cleaner at that time. Uh, that's not that's not typically who I am. Yeah. But like me and the other management were like talking about like, hey, we want to actively make sure we look nicer and shit like that. So I started taking some shirts uh, to the dry cleaner. So they would like look nice and starch and shit like that. And even that it was like, I don't know, a buck and a half per shirt or yeah. something like it was like it's really not that bad yeah i mean I, I have no idea how much a quilt would be but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious i'm curious i would love to hear if somebody's like yeah i i do like 50 dollars a week at the dry cleaners then yeah 25 percent would be a decent chunk of change now what i want to know is what the fuck is dry cleaning even like are so they're cleaning the things dry with like hot air or are they are they getting things wet like what the fuck is dry cleaning this has been i think it was in an episode of parks and rec where andy says something he's like i don't understand it and i'm too like now i'm too afraid to ask because i'm too old (laughs) and there's a there's a few things in life that that pertains to for me and this is one of them i have no clue how how dry cleaning works i have no clue how buying how to buy a car i have no clue (laughs) what escrow means and now i'm too old and too scared to ask so i just smile and nod and just walk away. (laughs) But I'm with you, dude. I have no clue what the fuck dry cleaning is and how it Mm -hmm. works. It could be all a scam to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. They, they just take it, throw it into a fucking dryer, (laughs) and then then maybe iron it, and that's that. It's like, like, oh, I know. What the fuck is that? (laughs) So, uh, all right. Um, Jerry also kind of mentions while here talking to Kramer that he's really enjoying the whole my wife and saying my wife this, my wife that uh, for you. Have you found that you're enjoying saying that since you got married? I do. I am not going to lie to you. I love it. Would you say it's a step up from saying my fiance? Oh, my fiance. Fiance. It's, now it's my wife. My yeah, wife. Yeah, because the yeah, exactly. It is a step up. And you know what? And it's it's easier to say. So you can kind of insert it quicker. Mm-hmm. Oh, my wife said this. Oh, my wife said that. My wife. You're you're talking about my wife. So I love it, dude. I anytime I can say my wife, I do it. And to the point where my buddy Alex even said, Man, you love being married. And I was like, you know what? I do. When you're married to the right person, you do love it. Yeah. What about you, buddy? You've been married longer than me. What do you think? You you like saying it? Yeah. I always tend to, you know, I bring bring her into conversation here enough that 
um, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of saying it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, here's the here's the funny thing, is I don't actually wear my ring every single day. I wear it most every single day, but I'm not the kind of guy who I put it on and it stays on forever because I'm not a ring guy. I don't really enjoy rings. I don't enjoy watches. And so, like, when I sleep, or pretty much the second I get home, I take it off and I put it, like, where I put my wallet and shit like that. And there are have been days where I kind of, like, take it, you know, I just kind of, I'm in a rush to get out and I forget to put on my ring. But I can always still just say my wife, and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, to me, the ring doesn't mean I'm married or not, but saying my wife, my wife. Absolutely, absolutely means something. Well, I don't have a ring, and actually my wife doesn't either. She only has uh, her engagement ring because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we eloped um, in L.A., mm-hmm. And we were all in, we were intending this year was going to be our uh, ring exchange ceremony. So we were actually going to do it probably in Oregon or something because we knew we were moving here and stuff. So mm-hmm. we didn't want to make people like fly out to L.A. for something. And so we were just going to do it here. And then 2020 happened. And yeah. we don't know if we're ever going to have a ring exchange ceremony. But I would like to have a ring because, you know, I, I go out and I get hit on by the ladies. I don't. I don't get yeah, on right. by. First off, I don't Bullshit. go out. <laughs> First off, I don't yeah. go out. Second off, I don't get hit on by any ladies. But I would like to have a ring, though. I do miss it. Um, I miss like not having it on my finger. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So uh, Elaine comes in and she tells them about you know getting this open-lipped kiss from Greg on the way out. Uh, she mentioned that oh you know we've pecked before, and so in my head I'm like okay, so are they dating or not? Because he acted really nonchalant and weird and not like you know listening to her before but then he gives her that kiss and then they've pecked before so i'm just i don't know again just to me i thought that really 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 strange well plus he he acted like all stiff and something i thought that was going to be like his character thing for the episode Mm. and then they kind of like dropped like that like him not having a sense of humor so i was like huh yeah didn't didn't really understand that and then my note here is elaine's hair looks like it was washed in low flow like in a low flow shower head that oh. we're gonna see like coming. Yeah, soon. that we'll see later. Because it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks so dead this episode. Her hair looked <laughs> dead the entire episode. It looks better need, ne- next episode, but it looks. Do you need dead the big? One. Do you need the bouffant? Is well, that no, see, you, here's you, the thing. Her hair doesn't have the bouffant next episode, but this no, one yeah. it looks dead the entire time. Okay, just without okay. life. I just didn't notice, but it's kind of like her character this episode, in my opinion. You know what? You know what? You're 100 percent correct yeah. on that one. So. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV, and music, to slang, food, and fashion, you're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. And now, back to the show. All right. So George uh, calls the box. Elaine answers. She's kind of curious, you know, what's up, why he didn't... (laughs) come out uh at the at the uh because um, she was waiting for him at the club at the health club and he comes up and has to explain he apparently was in the gym locker room and in the shower and he peed and he thinks someone saw him and uh you know he's he's now nervous this guy is going to call him out 
Um, and I find it interesting. Like, you know, George is like, someone says like, oh, you know, oh, you know, don't you go in the shower? And Jerry's like, no, I don't go in the shower. And Kramer's like, I take baths, which is funny. <laughs> also, because baths are ridiculous to take all the time. But also, he doesn't really answer the question yeah. if he pees in the bath <laughs> or not. <laughs> um, and Elena, you know, doesn't. But um, come on. Yeah. I mean, all I'm going to say here is. Come on. And you know what I'm going to mention next, yeah. I would imagine. Of course. I, I mean, I'm the same way. I like. I don't like go out of my way to say I'm going to pee in the shower every single, every single time I get in the shower. Like I'll try to pee beforehand, but if I'm in the shower and I got to pee, it's all pipes, baby. I literally think that every single time. So It is all pipes. Yeah, I would say, and, and to any females out here that might think it's disgusting, I'm just going to let you know, if you are dating someone or married to someone, they pee in the shower, I'd say about once a week. Like it is a regular thing. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and, and also it just also to let the ladies know, it's not so much that like we're just peeing on the back and it's running down. We're shooting just straight down the drain anyways. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. already getting like pulled up with water. Like in theory, the pee molecules don't even touch like the, the bathtub itself. Cause they all just get swished in the water. So mm-hmm. I don't see the problem with it, honestly. And isn't no. pee sterile anyways? Isn't that the thing? Like, uh, I believe pee. Your pee is sterile to you, but I don't think your pee is like would be sterile to me. I think. Oh, oh, that's. I'm not, but I'm not sure. I think that's how it goes. But you know what? I don't really know. Okay. We'll have to do some scientific stat tests. Yeah, and also too, I mean, I, I've always been to gyms where the the showers are those little dividers and they have like a little curtain. Yeah. So you, know, I, I'm guessing this is like some high school gym looking type of shower thing. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. I, same thing for me. Any gym, and actually, I've showered in a couple gyms, and it's always you still have your own space, and you can always close the fucking. Uh, curtain and no one's seeing you and so no one no one can tell when water's dripping off your body and there's you know if you're peeing in the proper way or if you're hitting like the side it, so you know how just, to every guy knows how to pee yeah so it doesn't look like you're peeing no it just looks like it's a part <laughs> the of the the shower yes. coming down like I, I hate to be gross but it's not that hard i mean like no. like he had to have been like really studying george or yeah. george is like sitting there with like freaking holding his hand you know holding his dick like he's peeing yeah. in a urinal or something and then my last comment is you know which, just which, yeah. flip-flops everyone wears flip-flops in the shower anyways at gyms so i mean i know that like you know you don't want to step and someone else's pee. I get it. But again, we all just pee straight into the drain. We're, no one's standing yeah. in a pool of pee in the shower. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Now, we'll say, I mean, peeing in a communal shower is less cool. Yeah. Agreed. But, but you know, still, there, there's there, it had to be like a big, you know, trough of showers or whatever. Like, they were all, st- like a jail, uh, you know, prisoner, uh or some kind of school yeah, thing or yeah. whatever. Let me let me put the caveat and say that one, I will never pee in someone else's shower. I, I that I will actually yeah. make a comment. I like I will consciously not mm. do that. So I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not a complete grotesque monster, right? And two, I probably wouldn't really pee in. <laughs> I was a, like, I've done I've done worse in other people's showers. <laughs> I was gonna say I probably won't pee in a communal shower, but like guys. I haven't, I don't even know when the last time, like, I've had to use a gym shower, because that was another thing, like, Mm. whenever I had gym memberships, I just showered at home, but, you know, I was never, I I do get it, some people do go on their lunch break or something, and they have to actually shower at the gym, but I've never had that, I've just never done that before, so... All my previous statements are basically made from the standpoint that I just pee in my own shower, and my wife doesn't take baths, so what's the harm? Uh, All right. Is that enough shower pee talk or should we keep going? (laughs) 
I think we've had longer, grosser talks before. Yeah, without question. I think it was the uh, spare square one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did have a couple of people called us out on, on yeah, that. Yeah, your too. wife, one of them. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, at the cleaners, uh, Jerry runs into Merrill, who's already there dropping off some stuff, and then Uncle Leo shows up. The cleaner mentions, you know, something about, oh, you or your wife, which Leo overhears. And now he's fucking upset that he didn't know about it. Jerry didn't tell him or he didn't get invited to the wedding. Are you ashamed of your Uncle Leo? <laughs> Haven't I always been good to you? Yeah. <laughs> Who who told you, you know, you had great penmanship as a child? His V's are like a perfect triangle. I I don't think we say it enough, but I love Uncle Leo. Probably not on the level of like a Newman or something, but he is up there for well, how me. Dare you, how dare you even put them in that category? That's ridiculous to put Uncle Leo up there. Like, literally. Well, we, we had that Idiotic. discussion. We had that discussion last episode. He wouldn't even fit in that category because Newman is more of a, a of like a... What's it, a 1.5 character, right? Like, like yeah. yeah. And, and I can only think of two of them, and we talked yeah. about them. It's Newman yeah. and Putty. Exactly. Um, but 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 it, Uncle Leo, yeah. of, like, the other recurring characters, he is one of my favorites. I do love oh. him. I think he's fantastic. He's in a lower tier. Really? Like, there's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, the the, the Mickeys, the... Um, so, you, so you're saying he's not in the Mickey tier, then? I think he's a, I think he's below a Mickey tier for Interesting. me. Interesting. Now, he shows up uh, plenty more. And you know he has some comedic stuff, but no, no, no. I, I, it's not even close to to a Mickey and a Leo for me. You're probably right, cause cause Mickey actually has storylines and stuff, whereas Uncle Leo yeah. doesn't. So okay, good point. Still yeah. love him. Still love anytime I see him. I'll, I'll put him in with like a. I enjoy him as, as much as I enjoy like a Banya. Okay, how about that? Okay, which I Banya is meant to be annoying. Yeah. Um, and I understand that and respect that yeah. for the character. I get it. So. I understood. I, I understood it right when you said it. Okay, because <laughs> I because I love Banya too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the just, yeah. Le- anyway, Leo's all pissed. We cut back to the health club. Uh, Gre- Greg is sending potential signals to Elaine. She's overthinking all of it. Uh, you know, he's, she thinks she's that he's into her. Uh, then he wipes off her water bottle uh, to to drink out of it. Um, and now she thinks, oh God, now he hates me. Um, we also find out that he's the one who saw Gre- that saw George peeing in the shower, and he wants to turn him in. I mean, she should have been like, no, thank you, right when she saw those hairy shoulders. Yeah, they look pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> he is a gross, hairy man. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? He's not a, he's, he's fit, he's fitter than either of us, and you're pretty, you're pretty hairy, so what do you? <laughs> yeah, but I have, I don't have any hair on my back, shoulders, or chest. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's just your face, and then uh, yeah. everything yeah, yeah, lower I'm, than your waist? Yeah, you know what I'm like? I'm like a fucking, uh, one of those satyrs, one of those half goat yes. people. Yeah. I have my lower, like, right at my waist, it gets, but it's super hairy all the way down, and then my arms, my forearms are super hairy, except the fact that I'm blonde, so you can't mm. really see it. So the thing is, if Myra and I, when we have a kid, if we have a kid, uh, I hope our kid doesn't get her hair color and then my, like, extreme hairiness of my arms, because that kid's uh, arms are going to be black yeah. as night. It'll, then it'll look, yeah, it'll be like Italian or yeah. Greek. <laughs> yeah, they'll see, be but, Italian, yeah. What I want is to have, like, you know, her Hispanic, um, like, you know, kind of darker olive-ish-esque skin, but your, like, ginger beard and, yeah. and blonde hair. <laughs> That'll be interesting, yeah. exactly. That would work. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm like a fucking satyr. And so everyone who like sees yeah. my legs and my arms, they assume that my fucking chest is hairy, but I have like a skin t-shirt on. Like my fucking mm. skin just starts right <laughs> right at the sleeves, right at the t-shirt sleeves. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, all right. So at the apartment, we see that, you know, this marriage, quote unquote, 
isn't as joyful as it is earlier. They're really, Meryl and Jerry are bickering about a can opener to each other pretty intensely. Um, and the Seinfelds end up calling Jerry, and they're curious about the whole wife thing, what's going on. Uh, in comes Kramer, who wants his quilt uh, that he's that's been at the cleaners, has been taking so long, and so he's freaking out about it because he can't sleep. Uh, Jerry notices that the can opener is in Kramer's pocket. Ha 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 ha! And they're bickering. Meh. I mean, yeah. I mean, shouldn't Meh. shouldn't Jerry have known that Kramer probably had it? Yeah. Or I mean, but it's that just adds to the whole. You know, I mean, they're. They're getting under yep. each other's skin yeah. because that's marriage, people. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, my note is, and that's married life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do bickering, but it, it like, happens. Yeah, yeah, but bickering happens, and then you make up, and yeah. it's all who cares. Yeah. Uh, but at night, we see also that the relationship is different than before. They say, "I love you, I love you," and then there's no snuggling. They turn away, and I'm like. Yeah, that looks familiar. <laughs> My note here is, and that's married life too. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's not like you don't have the sex yeah. and whatnot, but to you know, and maybe there are some married couples out there that are having sex every single night. Sounds, that sounds time, exhausting. It does, <laughs> but it's like you know, it's not that much different than dating life. Um, is that you know, sometimes you just need your fucking sleep. Yeah. And you know, I, I think I've mentioned it before. I don't like to be touched when I'm like trying to go to sleep or, in, or you know, when I'm sleeping because I like to be cool. And so it's like, yeah, I love you. Kiss goodnight. And I'm going to fucking go onto my side of bed and you stay the hell over there. <laughs> yeah. My my thing is I have to be on my left side and my wife mm. sleeps on my right side. So like I will cuddle or do whatever. But I mean, the moment I got to fall asleep, I, I roll over to my left side. And I remember one night we were kind of like, fighting but it was kind of like over you know yeah and, and you know but it you know I, I rolled over to my left and i could feel her sort of tense up you know and if this was that fucking michael jordan <laughs> meme it would have been dot 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 and i took that personally yeah. <laughs> you know which one i'm talking about yeah, yeah. The one where yeah uh, but i'm like fuck, i'm like i'm just trying to go to sleep man but hey that's married life guys yeah that's it. <laughs> all right the next day, George is worried about being kicked out of the health club. And, you know, Elaine doesn't want to ask Greg about it because, you know, she is trying to still figure out what the heck is going on about their quote unquote relationship. Um, because also, she doesn't want to be uh, associated with a shower peer. <laughs> George calls her out on that. And, you know, he's responding, it's all pipes, shit like that. Mm. Oh, actually, we're in the, yeah, we're in the apartment at yeah. the time where they're all talking. Again, it's all pipes. Um, and Kramer J comes in. Jerry's got some fun little deadpan deliveries that he says that he's kind of like, I think he's yeah. on, he's on a lane side with this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kramer comes in he's begging to get the quilt. Uh, Jerry gets a call from Meryl again, still very annoyed at her. Just seeing all these, all these little things, just reinforcing all the other plot points right now. Uh, at, at the dry cleaners, the quilt isn't ready yet. And Kramer, who has been walking out, kind of pacing back and forth. Uh, busts in asking about it, you know, freaking out about his damn quilt. Um, and so the manager is kind of confused about what the hell's going on. But Kramer heads out to go get it t into a tanning machine so he can have his glow because it's all part of his look. And he has he's not looking his best because he's not getting enough sleep. So he needs to hop in the tanning machine to look better before he meets his girl's parents. What could go wrong? Mm. I was mm -hmm. like, I was like, right when that hit me, I was like, oh, it's this episode. And then I was yeah. like, oh, so Kramer's storyline with being tired is just so he can fall asleep in the tanning in bed. The, and I was like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 
I mean, it leads to give some kind of reason to it at least. Yeah, but. but I mean, all of this is just a build up to give Kramer a reason to fall asleep. Like you didn't need that. Kramer would have fallen asleep in the tanning bed anyways. Yeah, that could have been totally a simple thing. Like, here's my problem, and I think I can't remember if I mentioned it later or not. Kramer never feels like the kind of guy who needs this fucking quilt to fall asleep. He's the kind of guy who can sleep anywhere, in any position, whatever, you know? And so it's like, you know, forcing this quilt on us, I felt it it felt forced. I didn't find it funny at all. And I'll I'll mention that later. All right. And and just just so everyone knows... I'm with you on that, buddy. Okay. All right. Then in comes a beautiful immigrant woman who can't afford some dry cleaning at $13. With the discount, it would only be $9.25. So I'm just like, all right, that's not much of a difference. But okay. And and, Uh, and she's not that beautiful, by the way. She's no more attractive than uh, Corny Cox. Oh, my. I, I... Beg to differ on you that think one. She's much more attractive than Porting Cox. <laughs> I can't tell. Well, which way are you going here, buddy? I, I I think that Corny Cox is much more attractive than her. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and, and <laughs> just so you guys all know where I stand, I have always been a, a Monica guy. I liked Monica the most on uh, you've, Friends. You've always been a Cox guy. Yep. I've yep. known love, that you love always yep. loved Cox. Yep. Since I met you, I could tell this man. He's into Cox. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like the majority of people. I'm an Aniston dude. Like she is unstoppably gorgeous. Nice, nice. But I mean, this woman is—I find her very attractive. But it's the accent as well ah. that does something. Uh, I think, for, particularly for Jerry, he kind of gives her the eye here. So uh, at the gym, Elaine feels that she's getting another mixed signal from Greg, who doesn't wipe down the equipment equipment before it's her turn, which is, I can tell you, not once have I ever intentionally left a thing unwiped to try and, like, make a girl think I liked her or to get my sweat onto her or whatever. Like, you wipe down the equipment and move on. Like, Elaine's reaching here, and it's... not in finding it enjoyable. No, I'm, 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 I'm. My note is Elaine is losing her mind. Just fucking ask him yeah. out. This, this, yeah. uh, this storyline is losing my mind. Yeah, exactly. Because Elaine is, I mean, she is a strong feminist, you know, empowered woman, and like her taking this back seat and her just, you know, bending over backwards for, oh, does he like me? Does he not like me? Feels like it goes against her character, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit about it. Yeah, agreed. So, all right. Uh, but anyway, not wiping down the equipment is a gym violation. So now George feels he's got him, uh, you know, to, to protect himself. Uh, so Elaine is kind of pressured by George to go talk with him. We cut back to monks kind of in between, uh, while Jerry is flirting with the immigrant woman. I can't tell maybe some Eastern European country, something like that, where she's from. Um, and he gives her, uh, this, as they kind of walk her out into this overdramatic kiss and he takes her clothes and he's going to be the savior. Part of me is like, why didn't she just? Pay for her thing there, like you could have just given her thirteen bucks. Oh, well, like part part but, part, part of me is like, why are you being sleazy and hitting on a girl when you're dating somebody? Like I, I don't yeah. know, I I kind of didn't like this. Like I know that Jerry has a devil may care attitude, but like he he it doesn't usually extend into. There's a fine line between you know he does things that are little like things here and there that might be like okay it's kind of jerky or whatever mm-hmm. but this is like scumbaggy and I feel like yeah. he doesn't ever really get into scumbaggy territory so I'm just like uh, I again th- this I felt like you know what I kind of felt like this was a betrayal of his character. Fair enough. Um, he's he's definitely should be more genuine than that. I will say not on his defense, but in the characters kind of, I guess I'm trying to think about the character's mentality. 
he's been annoyed and fighting with um, Meryl, and it's just kind of been coming and coming to uh, probably a close in his head. Right. And so maybe that's why he's like, oh, he sees this other yeah. person, and he's just going to... He's going to move towards it. That's my guess. Yeah, and, and you know, you're right. I, I think you're right. In his head, he's probably like, you know what? This is coming to a close anyways. Um, I, I've got an opportunity here. You know, it, it's fine. It's no big deal. I don't know, man. I just, it's and it's something that never bothered me when I was younger. But I'm watching it now, and I'm just like, oh, that's kind of shitty of him. For not, like, talking to, yeah. you know, Meryl and being like, look, like, let's just end this. But that's not what the show's about. And it's also, and also the show is written, you know, and, and it's from a different age bracket at the at the time too mm-hmm. pretty much so yeah so all right at the gym greg mentions he's interested in this gym manager uh while he's talking to elaine and so now obviously this pisses her off so she calls him out on not wiping down the machine from earlier and he calls her out on your friends with the shower urinator aren't you yeah, yeah kind of funny the the best part of this storyline is the word urinator urinator <laughs> agreed so all right kramer then falls asleep in the tanning bed uh, we cut back. Did you notice that? Uh, did you notice that he had Calvin Klein uh, I, underwear on? Very. He had his whitey tighties. <laughs> yeah, they um, were Calvin Klein. That was funny. Yeah. And then also, real quick, uh, little. What, vi- what is the line that they say? Is it? Uh, it's not exquisite. It's uh, when the when he's in the Calvin Klein thing, and he's like, oh yeah, he's this, he's, he's modeling. Gr- he's grotesque. Or, yeah, I know. But but it's it's something. But he's like, but oh, but exquisite or but something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Exquisite buttocks. Uh, whatever it is. I, I, of course, my mind went back to Calvin Klein ad. Yeah, and, and the only thing I wanted to say about the previous scene was when Elaine mm. does her leotard thing and she kind of slaps the the leotard oh, to her yeah. chest, and she's like, "Ow!" And I'm like, "You know what? That looked painful, and it probably was painful. And what a waste that it's that she's hurting herself for a shitty storyline like this." Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there was a whole nother. I didn't mention it way earlier, but there's a time she was talking to Greg earlier, and like. She had a really good-looking leotard yeah, on, and, yeah. and he even mentioned it. And she's like, I know, I look great in this leotard. And part of me is like, yeah, yeah. she looks really fucking good yeah. in that leotard. So. <laughs> Everyone knows our love for Elaine, so. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. All right. So, yes, as I mentioned, Kramer falls asleep in the tanning bed. Um, at the dry cleaner, Meryl gets some clothes back uh, and notices that there's this other woman's clothes that aren't hers in the uh, return pile. So she's all pissed off. 
Uh, we cut to Kramer's girlfriend's place. She opens the door, and there's Kramer, burnt to a crisp. Obviously, it's mimicking blackface, um, you know, from uh, a time gone by in comedy. Yeah. And she is obviously offended. So, let's start talking about this scene. <laughs> and how do you feel this joke plays off now, in particular, in 2020? Um, and do you feel, you know, how they handled it? Did it, did it make sense for this episode? I... I don't feel like it is well like done either way because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's not funny period. Like there's no joke there. I'm not even talking about just the fact that it's, it's black, blackface. It's like, that is the joke. So he comes out, they're like, oh, you know, and then you'll get to it. And when he says damn fool, um, it's not right here, but it'll be, it'll be in a little bit. Um, but I'm just like, but it's, so the joke is him, the dad saying uh, you brought home a damn fool. Like, what is the ultimate joke? What is the joke here? There is no so, joke. I, here's here's where I think the joke is, and this is why. And here's where I think it's not as bad and maybe as offensive as some people who maybe have never seen this episode before might think. So, this is just my thoughts on it. I, I'm going to kind of relate this to Jerry date raping. His girl, to, a girl, a girlfriend to play with her toys, which which we haven't later. seen yet. Yeah, it's coming. Later. We haven't seen yet, but I'm just saying. I'm just my Seinfeld mm-hmm. mind is kind of relating it to that. Um, where that, you go back and watch that scene, just me knowing it because I've seen it recently enough, is still a funny scene. Date raping women, not funny. Right. But what they're doing is they're making, f- they're they're playing like a satire on the situation where you would think you would date rape someone to rape them, but he. Drugs the woman to play with some fucking toys because he's a man child. Right. Therein lies the bait and switch humor. Right. Here where I think there is a bit of the bait and switch is there is obviously the blackface element, but they're not playing off him, you know, doing blackface as the joke. What they are playing off is, I believe, Kramer's ignorance here, where... Um, Kramer looking like he's black in blackface. Ha ha ha. That's not the funny joke. It's the dad who thinks Kramer is doing blackface, blackface, but Kramer is just so stupid that he doesn't know the difference and he's just trying to meet the family. Um, That's where I think that's where I think it makes more sense as a joke. And I don't think a lot of people maybe get that aspect, but that's where I feel it's not, it's not a straight up ha ha ha. You know, he didn't put on blackface and be like, look at this. I'm going to go have a funny joke with my girlfriend. It's he is a dumb asshole. uh, He's just a dumb idiot who fell into a thing and then went to see his girlfriend. He doesn't know the difference, but they obviously are offended. But their their offension to him is funny because he doesn't know any better um, and he doesn't know that he did this. If he saw himself in a mirror, I bet he would maybe not not go over there or have said something yeah that's my thought and you know that all is fine and everything and and i think that that is the joke like that that's what they're trying to do but we spend no time with his girlfriend other than that one scene there's no build-up to this um honestly knowing that the next episode is a two-parter they should have spent so much time building up the relationship with with kramer and his girlfriend that and and on showing his naivete maybe here you know and that could have been a storyline unto itself where multiple multiple times where he's doing something 
kind of like how Jerry does in the uh, Cigar Store Indian episode where like yes. he's not he's not trying to be racist, but something is happening. Whereas they tried to say, whereas in the Cigar Store one, like there was multiple instances of that. Whereas here, they're like, we're just going to yep. take the punchline and take away everything else before it and just put Kramer in it. And you'll accept it because it's Kramer and he's zany. You know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's a shame. That's a, that's a really good um, comparison to uh, really good writing in an episode of how they set it up multiple times with mm-hmm. um, with Jerry. And then this is poor writing. And I, I wholeheartedly, I'm not trying to defend this episode. No. I'm just trying to say how I interpreted this joke as probably not as offensive as someone who you, you see a 2020 person who would see this immediately and be like, Oh my God, that's the most offensive thing ever. And I'm like, well, you got to layer it down. You got to well, break it down a little and bit. And it also comes, you know, it also helps <clears throat> like moving forward with, and we've, we've discussed it multiple times because you've brought it up. We both brought it up multiple times. The, the roofing, the girlfriend in order to play with the toys. Yeah. It also works because it comes in like season six or seven or something. And so you have all this time before it to know how much of a, of a man child uh, uh, Jerry is and I think that's fine here with Kramer like this is this is the fine spot to insert this storyline mm-hmm. except they took the storyline and just and, and kept the they took away the storyline and just kept the punchline and then and so there's yep. literally no point to it there is literally no point to her and then she just becomes another black actress who just had mm-hmm. to be a token for for this joke Fair enough. like again I think I it just there could have been so many times where this show could have replaced any any actress here and there mm-hmm. and just put a African American actress in there. It doesn't, oh, but yeah. but that was not how it was back then. It was very different times. Um, yeah. I but all that being said, I am fearful of the day that this episode gets cancel cultured. Um, I don't yeah. think is it. Not gonna lie, not my favorite episode. We'll get to the final score soon. Mm. Um, but as 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 bad or as good as it is, <clears throat> more on the bad side. Um, I still <laughs> I still don't want to see this episode, you know, get got or anything. So yeah. please, guys, don't touch it. <laughs> and I'm and I'm so happy. And by guys, I mean Hulu. Uh, people at Hulu. Uh, oh fuck! I hope uh, I hope when it goes to Netflix, they don't just yeah. Because you hear today yeah. they announced today that they already made a cut to the Final Destination movie that they have on Netflix, the original, the very first Final oh. Destination movie, Netflix cut out this scene at the very beginning when they're all on the plane. This is the original Final Destination. And one of the characters mocks, like, hanging himself, and that's how he's going to actually die later. Um, so they cut out on the plane. They cut out the scene on the plane of him mock hanging himself for the so Netf- that, that, Netflix release. And, and everybody, yeah. I, I'm this is my soapbox right now. I... And the the streaming revolution is dead. It's it's over. I'm sick of this shit. I I'm sick mm-hmm. of Disney Plus fucking adding CGI hair to Daryl Hannah's ass and Splash. You know, on, for for Disney Plus streaming, they CGI they? added more when she runs into the. So you, so you can't see her butt. when she runs into the ocean uh, in that scene, and she's on the beach running. Yeah. The, you can just like pretty much full, see her ass. They CGI'd fucking hair. Yeah, but it's not like you're seeing butthole. CGI'd hair, buddy. So what's wrong with an ass? This I love asses. This is why. This is and you 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 see my posts. This is why yeah. I buy as many Blu-rays as I do, dude. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you, streaming all the shit on streaming is just going to get more and more sanitized, just trimmed down, trimmed down, yeah. and disappear. This episode, I wouldn't be surprised with when it lands on Netflix. Wouldn't be surprised if this episode is just not there. Yeah. 
And I'm not going to lie, when you first said she, they added um, hair to Daryl Hannah's butt, I thought you meant like she had a hairy asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would they do that? And then I, it took me a second, and then I clicked, like, oh, they're just making her hair longer yeah. to hide her yeah. butt crack. Yeah. But like, I mean, a butt crack is not a bad thing. Guys. Like, come on, sorry. Human body is a wonderful thing. But yeah, and I'm, here's, here's where I feel on, you know, art and a lot of literature I don't feel it should be censored, yeah. even if it is through history, because you can grab it and you can, um, you know, you can learn from yes. it and you can see a little bit of time and place of how things were. Now, where I want to not flip the script, but I want to, where I want to make a clarification is I'm not a fan of I live in Georgia and I've we actually even have a Confederate statue here in the town I live in. I'm not a fan of Confederate statues. Um, because to me, Confederate statues are not art. Yeah. They're not like a bit of something that are meant to bring um, humor or drama or, you know, enhance thought. They were made pretty much to put down an entire culture yeah. around them or to make or raise up another one and make them feel better. So it's a, it's a different thing for me. And so like people, you know, I, I just want to defend where it's like, okay, well, this is about history and you, you know, you don't want to. You know, you don't want to burn all the books, but you, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say you stop having Mein Kampf in a fucking library. No, people should be learning and, and reading and like growing from stuff like that. But glorifying a racist to put down an entire people is a, a terrible thing. Yeah. Like that, that, does, that has no part in our society. Yeah. And, you know, to, to kind of tack on to that. Same thing. I mean, I feel the same way with like, you know, Disney Plus should have Song of the South on it, but mm. they should also have a documentary, even yeah. if it's 30 minutes, just talking about this, you know, like why this movie's like this, like why things are wrong, you know, maybe what's right about it. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in forever, but like it's it's so weird because you go to, to Disneyland and Splash Mountain and I know they're changing mm -hmm. it, but Splash Mountain yeah. for so long, it's like. And then, but you couldn't see the source material. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like no one could. Yeah, and and, and the, which I actually have seen the movie. Oh, yeah, me too. And it's funny because people have, dude. Yeah. I had I had a Disney like book in the eighties, where it's like this giant hardback book that was all the the Disney movie stories with some pictures, but it wasn't like a comic book. The Song of the South, no problem, right there in the fucking eighties. So just mm -hmm. have it on Disney Plus, and then have some like explain why it's wrong. You can't scrub history. Fucking pieces of shit trying to scrub history. This is that is what what fa that's that is what's wrong with everything. Is you trying to scrub history and make it like sanitized and shit. History is not sanitized, and if it were like if that's what you think it is, then you're gonna just fuck up all over again. Yeah, and that's the kind of shit there where. <clears throat> now I'm not trying not to get too political on on stuff we're talking about shit. But I mean, it's appropriate um, because this episode is dealing with something. I mean, we're, yeah, we're not far. I mean, this is we're talking about something that's relative to this episode. It's all in the same, yes. you know. So so where I want to bitch about cancel culture, there is so many similarities um, where like cancel culture, they're trying to remove this stuff. So, oh, people can't see it and, you know, they won't turn out to be little racists or whatever the fuck they're thinking is going to happen from this. But that is almost the exact same thing that. I saw when I was growing up, um, I grew up in the Georgia, the South, um, their school system. And I can 100% tell you the school books put the main reason for uh, the Civil War as states' rights. And that's what they pushed. They didn't push 
slave. Yes, they said, of course, slaves were a thing and all this kind of shit. They're not assuming we're that ignorant. But they they were they absolutely did push states' rights were the main reason why it is. Now, the state right was the right for slavery. Yeah. That's the whole fucking thing was, oh, we want to have the state's right to but, choose but you guys are, you, you're to the own South, people. So you spin it. You're in the South. So, so they're spin spinning it. Yeah. it into a way that made the South look yeah. better, cleaner. And so now all this, the left side, the complete other side is now spinning all of this other cancel culture shit to make things look cleaner and better in the in history as well. It's no different to me. So stop yeah. everyone. Stop fucking thinking you're better than the other side yeah. because you're all fucking hypocrites. And yeah, exactly. And you're all just spinning shit. Yeah. Let's talk about some more Seinfeld stuff. That was, if, if yeah. You're right with that. yeah, that was, that was, I mean, that was a very deep, very ranty, but fitting. Yeah. Um, all right. Meryl and Jerry uh, have a fight uh, as if he's having an affair with this other woman. And so he says, you know, oh, he wants a divorce. Ha ha ha. But they're not even married. And then she gets to keep the maple syrup as a token. And I wanted to be like, God, that wasn't even that's not funny. No. The maple syrup bit. Boy, that was not funny. Um, and then they cut back to here's where the dad uh, calls Kramer a damn fool. Now, I will say his inflection was really well done. <laughs> you told me you were bringing home a white boy. This is a damn fool. A damn that guy, fool. <laughs> great voice, great inflection. Yeah, I no. appreciated what. Yeah, no, I, I like it. him. I fucking like him. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then a stand up on marriage. Yep. Yep. To me, the thing about marriage is I can't believe how often it happens. I mean, I like the idea of it, but I can't believe that many people are meeting people that they want to see every single day, every day, every day, every day. That should happen like three or four times in the whole century. Like any major investment, you sign a marriage contract. Here's your person. If, you, if you're a man, the, the bride's family pays for the wedding. That's like getting cash back. Till death uh, do us part is the extended warranty. And the ring is the keys. You slide it on and st- start it up. But, uh, but you got to try and make it work because remember, <laughs> your value drops 20% the minute you drive each other off the lot. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say... Hmm. The two stand-ups were my favorite fucking part of this entire fucking episode. <laughs> uh, I liked this stand-up better than the first one myself, personally. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Let's. Uh, you seem pretty adamant about that, so how about you start us off with your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I hated the Elaine storyline. I hated the Kramer storyline. Uh, I thought that uh, it was a bit of a betrayal of Jerry's character to have him cheat that much on the girl. Although I think you defended it properly and i think you're correct mm-hmm. it left it still left a bad taste in my mouth to see him sort of openly yeah. uh, uh do that and i was Fair like eh. but i really enjoyed george's storyline i liked his stuff to do mm-hmm. that was fun but man that is not enough to save this episode so uh, i'm but i enjoyed the conversation so i bumped it up mm-hmm. a, a, a a half a point so i'm gonna give this two low flow elaine hairs out of five Okay. Um, yeah, when I started this uh, episode with you, or when I like, kind of put down my, my final thoughts and, and put my score, I was like, man, I'm very curious what Corey is going to think about this. Is he going to really enjoy this episode, and, and will my conversation with him make me bump up my score? And it has not. <laughs> um, my score has stayed exactly the same as what I originally put. 
and so I thought for a second, like when I was first writing down my notes, I was like, man, am I compensating for all the high scores I've given this season? And like, am I just trying to be like, no, this is, this is, you know, uh, I'm going to try and like even that out, you know, great on a curve, but no, this just isn't a strong episode for me for Seinfeld. It's, you know, yeah, it's watchable. Um, but I again, all are similar with you. Did not care for Elaine's storyline at all and felt Elaine was betrayed as a character. Um, the all pipe stuff is great. And it, it's funny when I'm actually rooting for George an entire episode. Yeah. Um, I didn't once want him to get any comeuppance. I was like, fuck you, George. Or fuck yeah, George. You're right. Yeah. Like, fuck these other people. Um, yeah, Kramer's stuff was so meh. Like, I, I defended the the joke at the end, which is fine. That, that, that honestly didn't really bother me because I saw it the way I saw it. But the quilt stuff, I just didn't think worked all that well. And then also, it's a very flimsy, you know, reason, you know, for getting to that end, to that ender joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Overall, I fell right in line with you and I gave it two out of five outside syrups, jams, and condiments. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, I mean, I think... It's weird because I think when I was watching it, I was I was kind of enjoying it. But sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. when you talk it out, that's when you kind of get your feelings. You're yeah. like, yeah, like ah oh, shit, and then you know you'll say something, and you're like, oh yeah, that you're you're right about that, mm-hmm. and you're, you'll you'll cue me in on something that I was kind of missing. Yeah. So I honestly, halfway through this episode, it probably dropped to about one point five in my head, but. I like the conversations that it opened the doors to that we had. So it kind of, and that and coupled with George and then coupled with me liking Courtney Cox and all that Cox. Mm. And uh, <laughs> it kind of yeah. like, it evened it back. It brought it back up to a two, yeah. you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't gone through the scores. We'll talk about it on our season wrap yeah. up, but yeah. So far, if I remember correctly, this is so far, I think both of our absolute least favorite episode of the season. I have um, episode six. I gave a two. But I mm. think it was because of something in the in the writing that you brought to my attention that really plummeted. I I thought it was a big oh. deal. Um, but I think I might have been a smidge harsh, like a little bit smidge harsh mm-hmm. on it. Uh, but yeah, so this one is now tied for episode six for me as my lowest this okay. season. But hey, two episodes that are twos that ain't too bad. But shit, man, we only have a handful left until uh, until the series series season finale. So we'll just remind everyone now if. If you're if you're if you're sort of jumping on this season, listening to us, uh, just want to we'll, we'll kind of start peppering it in to kind of as a reminder. But as we get mm-hmm. closer to the the season finale, um, season four will go back. We'll go behind the Patreon wall mm-hmm. as we move into season six. But season five will stay yep. up. So yep. um, you know if you're if you're working on season four right now, I don't know how you're listening to this, but if you're working on season four, <laughs> try to listen to it in the next few weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two of our uh, lowest scores of two, five, two out of fives. But you know what is always a five out of five? (laughs) That is podcasting after dark, my man. Could you please tell everyone a little bit about that? podcast yeah buddy so as we're recording today we just dropped our prince of darkness review episode and it might be our longest episode cocking in at four hours and five minutes <laughs> i could have sworn you just said cocking cocking i was like you really like cocks. courtney coxing in at a whopping four hours but uh that is, that is insane that is who the hell i've never even heard of that movie and you guys like yeah <laughs> i don't even know what kind of depth you go into john carpenter's prince of darkness 
Darkness. It is the second installment in his Apocalypse trilogy, which consists of The Thing, Prince of Darkness, and In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, there's no connection other than thematic uh, is why they're called the okay. Apocalypse so, trilogy. So like the, the monster isn't the no, same. No, no, there's nothing. Yeah, it, it's just thematic in that they're dealing with end of the world type of scenarios. Um, or okay. what could it potentially be? Because like if, if the creature in The Thing got out into the world, it would be an end of the world scenario. Um, mm. So we just dropped that. Uh, we got a bunch of fun shit over there. We have our Mark Ralston interview, you know, Drake from Aliens, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a ton of fun talking about weird-ass cult movies that Adam has never heard of, so <laughs> check it out. Check it out. And uh, Adam, my man, why don't you tell me about Blast from Our Past, buddy boy? I can. Well, podcasting, if podcasting after dark is the dark side of the force, <laughs> Blast from Our Past is the light side. Not to say which one is better, but to say one has, you know, a little bit more fan base behind it, if you will. But both of them are equally powerful. <laughs> one one, one has say? movies with more nudity in it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, so John and I, we do uh, reviews of movies and TV shows uh, from mostly, you know, bigger name nostalgic pop culture from the 70s, 80s and 90s, mostly 80s and 90s. And we also do album reviews. We also do top 10 lists. Um, we're kind of all over the place with that stuff and fan castings of anything that we want to recast or cast or whatnot. So uh, that's it. That's what we do. <laughs> that is and I also have a trivia podcast, you guys, if you want to listen to it, called Throwback Trivia Takedown. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I do trivia about the 70s 80s and 90s pop culture because i love 70s 80s and 90s pop culture it's i mean it's a lot of fun we love it and yeah. uh while you're out there you know uh searching cl clickety clacking on the keyboard then uh go check out talking back our buddies tim and dean are fan fucking tastic they're always mm -hmm. they're talking they're, they've been on a, a predator kick for a while they've just yeah no kidding <laughs> they rolled through all the predator movies which was a lot of fun and uh, i think they just dropped their Die Hard episode the same day you guys dropped your Die Hard <laughs> and ho <laughs> star wars uh, holiday special episode and then tim yeah. and dean actually have done holiday star wars holiday special episode too so which is the first like there's a lot there's not really a lot of um overflow yeah. with our stuff yeah. but now it is it is funny because we dropped the Die Hard and then like literally like the same day or the very next day they dropped the Die Hard so it's like oh man I have to listen to that so I can like compare their thoughts on Die Hard compared to mine yeah the, the one thing I hate about uh, so so when I edit Prince of Darkness four hours uh, that takes about ten hours of actually doing it and that is ten hours I cannot be listening to the podcast so I am uh, yeah. unfortunately uh, a little bit behind on, on my shows for this weekend oh, yeah. but the good news is Christmas is coming up for me and uh, boy, I can't wait to listen to you guys talking about Die Hard and then Tim and Dean talking about <laughs> Die Hard. Hey man, I can't get enough Die Hard, man. And uh, uh, yeah. and if you can't get enough Cartwright, then why don't you swing on my Patreon, Patreon.com/Cartwright? And uh, well, Adam, why don't you tell us what we can find over there? Well, what you can find is if you guys haven't listened to any of the old episodes, you can start start from season one. You can get all of those and including the ones that we put out. Add free yeah so nothing nothing no advertising no i don't know yeah yeah other than i guess like I, us talking at the end but yeah completely ad free it. uh yeah. we, at this point we have freaking i think 80 episodes or something like that Jeez. and uh you get all of that for one buck so we have more episodes than seinfeld had his episodes <laughs> right, uh yeah. because we're doing that and then season wrap-ups yeah. <laughs> and you know you guys you did a bonus one with my wife and it sounded that sounded weird uh, <laughs> 
yeah. But you know what I mean. I know if you're just jumping on, it did sound weird, but if you listen to it, it didn't. So, <laughs> anyways, all right, guys, uh, this was a long episode, probably longer than I really thought it was going to be, but yeah. guaranteed next week's episode will be long because it is a double episode. So, mm-hmm. we will catch you guys next week with the raincoats. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.